Podcast Heaven once again. I am Robert Trey Mason. With me, as always, to my left, my right hand man, my wingman. It's Dean. You keep it so clean. How are you tonight? Feeling great. Feeling, feeling good. Feeling good about feeling it. Feeling confident. Yeah. We're gonna do things a little different tonight. Okay. We're gonna shake things up. Okay. In honor of the election last night, we're gonna do things a little different tonight. We're in the community building war room ourselves. We're going to look at these games. We're going to break them down for you. We're going to give you the percentages. We're going to really break this thing down for you. Uh, let's just, I want to get right into it. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's do this. Dean, what do you got for me? We got the MFers going against the Blue Water Tower. Okay, what's going on right now in this game? Okay, well, we're taking a look here. Let's break this down. Okay, as we take a look at the map, I'm looking at the map here. Uh, we're going to screw. We're gonna scroll in. Just scroll in. Let's zoom in right here. We're going to take a look at the MFers. This guy has a, a yellow helmet. From what I can see, uh, this guy's got a yellow helmet. And uh, we're going to take a look. Let's break it down. We'll go to running backs first. We're going to go to running backs first. If we scroll in the running backs, okay, it looks like we have about an 80%. 80% of the running backs are in at this point. It's looking pretty good for the MFers. Uh, you know, we are not surprised by this. This is something that we had, you know, the, a lot of people were predicting this. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you know, we're going to have to move on because this is something that we're, you know, was to be expected with 80% in. Uh, we're going to have to move on. Let's go to the let's go to wide receivers. This is something that we're really surprised by. We're going to take a look at the wide receivers. And as we can, you know, we're looking with 60% in right now. It looks like... Uh, you know, it looks like Blue Water Tower uh, has a slight lead at this point. Um, if we're taking a look at wide receivers, and this is something that we're pretty surprised by, um, but... Okay, okay, we just had something else come in. We just had something else come in. I'm taking a look here. Okay, let's scroll over. We're going to quarterbacks. We're going to go to quarterbacks. Uh, this is something we were expecting. You know, we were hoping and expecting here that Water Tower was going to perform well. Oh, my God, we're looking at 90% of the votes in, 90% in, and the MFers, the MFers are up. Oh, it looks like maybe more than 10 points at this point uh, for quarterbacks. I'm not, you know, this is with 90% in. I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, uh, but this game is looking like, and you know, this is, uh, you know, this is one of those matchups uh, that, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the talking heads were taking a look at, and they were saying, okay, this is, this is an MFer game right here. This is an MFer game, and uh, you know, it looks like the MFers put the work in. They put it worked in on the ground. And it's looking like uh, this is definitely going to be an MFR game um, with a big blowout of the quarterback position. And this was a risk for them, but it looks to be paying off at this point. It looks like it is. I, uh, I can see now that uh, it looks like we have uh, boots on the ground. Uh, he's looking at the Fantasy Lives Matter against the cockeyed sucking balls. Boots, what can you give us right now as far as what's going on? What do you see right now? I know you're out there um, at the camp right now looking at things. Give us what you got going on over there. Thanks, Rob. I'm at the Fantasy Lives Matter, and the mood around here is electric. 
I'm going to tell you, I cannot have a better feeling of how it started for him. He has Jordy Nelson projected at 16, blew that out with 22. The big surprising move for me, though, is Detroit going to overtime and Golden Tate pulling off that late, late, late quarter push. What I like to see, though, is the white percentage vote is coming in right now. Do you see that? Tra Kelsey, sorry, T. Kelsey for Fantasy Lives Matter starting well, but gets himself kicked out. Yeah. Well, too much aggression. That, yeah. I hate to cut you that. off here. I hate to cut you off. I think we got a, a couple more percentages coming in here. It's looking like this MF or game. We got a. Okay, we're looking at 98% of the vote in here. It's looking like we're going to be seeing. Uh, I'm. You know what? Uh, okay, there. You know, almost. The, it's looking like the MF or camp here, they're the 126 range right now. I would say that could bump up maybe three more points possibly. I could see a three-point jump there, but we're not going to see a lot more in this. In, in the Blue Water Tower, they may be at 90 right now. We could see 10 more points from there, but we're only, you know, we're looking at 95 to 98% of the vote in here, and it's looking like this game is going to be taken by the MFers. Now, I will say, for the rest of this season, this MFR team isn't going to slide, be able to slide by for the rest of these games if they're going to really try to make this playoff push, if they're really going to make the playoff push, they need to be winning by higher percentages and by higher point totals than 129s. Okay, sorry guys, back to you. Alright, Boots, what can you give me down there? Uh, you're, you're in the Fantasy Lives Matter camp. Uh, things are looking good. You got Mike Wallace overperforming down there. The numbers look good for him. Uh, there's a D. Harris down there. What can you give me about some of these sleeper picks that he put in his lineup this week? What's going on over there? Well, it's looking like the big move was the Green Bay Packer defense did not come out to play for him. All the polls indicated that the sucking balls were projected to win this, and I think that they will be right. It just looks like his flex players stayed at home, did not come out to vote for him today. And now I know that there was a big controversy going on. There was a lot of talking in that camp about who does he start, the newly acquired Dak Prescott and, and bringing in him in to try and jolt this team. Does he keep Andrew Luck in line? What are you hearing as far as why they didn't start Prescott and they kept Luck in the lineup? I think it's pretty obvious. Fantasy Lives Matters does not like Prescott. You can put two and two together. He went with Luck. Okay. Bad Luck. That's not, that is not uh, something that we projected that was going to happen. Uh, obviously, they swung in a different way, uh, went a different direction. It doesn't seem to be working out. Looks like Luck was having a, a, a bit of bad luck, if you will. Uh, Boots, now, Ben Roethlisberger came back from injury. Um, what are the numbers looking there as far as uh, what, what he's going to do? All the numbers had him around 23. First thing I do with projections, I throw him out the window like polar results. They mean absolutely nothing. Roethlisberger with Le'Veon Bell, he's going to get you 20 points all day, every day, Take it to the bank. I like that. I like that. Now, now, uh, Dean, let's take a look at let's take a look at the Rowdy Rafter bunch going against the Triple T's. Uh, this was a matchup that uh, was projected 
uh, to be kind of a blowout for the Randy Rafter Bunch. But what I'm seeing right now and what, and what you can shed a little light on is that it may be a little bit closer than what people thought. Yeah, this game, okay, I'm scrolling over into it here. Uh, let me get over to this game, taking a look at the big board. Okay, let's zoom in. Okay, we're going to zoom in on wide receivers. This is where it has been tightest so far. We're looking at a really tight game here wide receiver-wise. Um, it's looking like... Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm going to say this. It looks like the Rowdy Rafter Bunch is going to eke out Tim's terrific team. There was a late push by this Tim's terrific team from what I'm seeing. Um, you know, a late push here. But it's looking like... This Rowdy Rafter Bunch, yes. Okay, we're looking at 90% of the vote in here. We're looking at 90%, and it's looking like this Rowdy Rafter Bunch is going to win the wide receiver position. We thought this would be a swing position in this in this game, in fact, um, and it looks like they have secured that spot. Um, you know, uh, look, you know, scrolling over here, okay, let's go into some of the things that we knew were going to happen. Okay, running backs, running backs. We knew the Rowdy Rafter Bunch had the firepower there, and it looks like they are going to eke that out. Um, now... Uh, you know, Tim's terrific team. Uh, let's take a look. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is here's an unexpected for you. I'm going to scroll in. Okay, zoom in on. Okay, scroll that bar. Okay, taking a look at quarterbacks. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Take a look. If we're taking a look at the quarterbacks, okay, look at Russell Wilson here. Now, this is something in past this past few weeks. If you take a look at the trends here, we weren't expecting quite the game from him, but it looks like he's got his legs underneath him, and it, we're seeing the old Russell Wilson that we're used to seeing at this point. Um, you know, Tim's terrific team has to be happy about this. Yeah, we look like we have. Okay. Yeah, most of the vote in here, and it's looking like it is going to be Rowdy Rafter Punch. Uh, a little bit of a scare there from Tim's terrific team at the very end, uh, but it was coming down to defense there, and it looks like Rowdy Rafter Punch will win this game. Okay, this is something we expected, but we did not expect it to be this close. Now, tell me, looking yeah. at the flex it, position there, I know that you've been down there talking. Uh, I know you've exchanged some emails with uh, some of the people in the camp of the uh, Triple T's, and I know uh, they, they were talking about that flex position. He, he decided to go with Derrick Henry over Doug Baldwin. It doesn't seem to be projected the way, way he wanted it to. What are you hearing as to why that move was made? Okay, so th I okay, I've just sent a few messages back and forth between uh, you know while we were on uh, while I was sitting here uh, waiting for you guys to finish up the other one, I was sending a few messages over to that team, and from what I'm hearing back from that camp right now is that uh, apparently there's some type of mistake when when we are going into these final weeks and this person you know this team still has a legitimate shot. These are mistakes you cannot afford to make. Uh, from what we understand, it was a slip of t a tongue, the thumb, a toe, possibly. We're not sure. Um, um, all we know is we don't have the right players in the right positions in the spots that they need it. These are spots, you know, you have to put your best players forward when you want to win. And from what I can see at this point, um, this Derrick Henry, okay, this is easily the worst call you could have made in this position. Doug Baldwin is clearly going to have a game here. Russell Wilson has got his head on his shoulders now. This team is scoring points, and um, I, it's just inexcusable. I don't understand it. And you know what? Like we said, Okay, we're looking at 98%, and, and it isn't going to be Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Okay, let's go to Boots real quick, Dean. Don't want to cut you off there, but we're going to go to Boots. Uh, he's sitting in the Doug's Lemmings camp right okay, now. Okay, sorry. G guys, we're 100% now. It is Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Okay, we're looking at 100%. This 100%. one was down to the... We was have down. a projection. We yeah. have a projection. Yeah, we're we're going to okay, break in. We we're have calling a this game for the Rowdy Rafter Bunch. The Rowdy Rafter Bunch are going to take this game. Uh, we're going to go to Boots right now. He's in the Doug's Lemmings camp. 
This game here, he was going against the has-beens, the defending two-time champ. This was a game that Doug's Lemmings needed. Boots, what can you give us? What's the word in, in the camp of Doug's Lemmings right now? The Doug's Lemmings camp is playing this just like how they saw it. Of course, the has-beens were projected to win this. Of course. They are the powerhouse of fantasy football. They got their tentacles everywhere. They have the Hasbins Foundation supplying all underprivileged fantasy kids with the ability to play fantasy football. <laughs> of course, they're projected to win this, but the Lemmings, knowing that their base is out there, knowing that they are going to over, basically overstep their projections, counted on by Mike Evans, 100% in early. 38 points. Highest point total ever by a player that put up in any fantasy league ever of wow. all time. Wow. Now, what can you contribute to that happening? Why, what, what happened? I know that deal was made to uh, bring Mike Evans into the Doug's Lemmings camp. What are you hearing as, as far as uh, how that deal went down? What are some of the things that you're hearing um, with the, uh, the pressure of, of bringing that player in and, and having such a great performance right out of the gate? Well, it's pretty easy. This Doug Lemmings guy, he knows how to make trades and acquire good players. You look at the averages the last four weeks, the players that put up the most points, all three have been on the Lemmings team the past four weeks. He trades Ajahi. You know, Ajahi, Ajahi, not going to be on the team anymore for Mike Evans. He knows that Evans is coming in with more points. That's just how good this guy is. Some say that maybe he has a intellectual ability to see the future of fantasy. Okay, okay. I don't mean to cut you off here. I'm going to go back to Dean here. Uh, Dean, you're you're in there. You're, you're, you're cracking some numbers right now. What are you seeing from the has-beens right now? Um, it looks like he's getting some good production, uh, but what are you seeing as far as where this game may end up? Yeah, okay, so we're taking a look here. I'm pulling it up on the map. Okay, when we scroll in here, we're going to take a first take a look at running backs here. This is usually the position that tells the tale in games like this. Um, yes, we are 100% in right now. We're talking about the first wide receiver position. It's looking like uh, Mike Evans is 100% in, and he looks to be, it looks like he's got 38 points here. 38 points. This is a huge showing. This is not something we, well, you know, this is not something we were expecting from this Lemmings team. Um, but you know what? These last couple weeks, they've really been putting the work in. From what we understand, you know, they're making some moves, and uh, they are on a roll right now. Uh, okay, so like I said, okay, scroll that back. Okay, we're going back to the wide running back position now. Go back to the running back position. Okay, we're scrolling in. Let's look at the first position here. This one is close. We're looking at 80% in. And it looks like Ezekiel. Okay, this was gun. This was going to be just a knockdown dragout one right here. This we're talking. We're talking Ingram versus Elliott. We weren't sure where this one was going to end up. Uh, it's looking like it could be Elliott here. We're only 80 percent in. You know, you would expect that um, Elliott uh, is going to win this one. Um, this, but. Okay, we're looking. Okay, it's 85 percent now. It's looking Elliott, but it looks like Ingram might be making some. Uh, Okay, he may be making some of this up, and this is a team, you, you can't count them out. This one, may, you know, l last week we were looking at Ingram, and it's looking like this, this game was over with, and then he puts up, you know, 10 more points. So let's not count Ingram out here, but th things are looking good early. Um, you know, okay, going to that second position. Now let's just take the scroll down to the second position. We're going to take a look at Stewart. Okay, he's, this game is, okay, he's 80%, okay, 80 
90% in right now, and he doesn't have... Okay, we're only looking at single digits for Stewart. You may have to count him out on this one. This is unbelievable. This is a guy that's been giving that Lemmings team a lot of production the last couple of weeks, and West is posted up. He could be... Okay, I think he could get into double digits with, with Stewart in single digits at this point. It's looking like the second position, running back's position, is going to go to the Hasmans. So uh, if we're looking at this to tell the tale right now, we're 70% in. Well, this could be a Hasmans game. I'm not sure right now. Uh, like I said, the running back's... Uh, we're expecting to tell the tale here. I don't want to cut you off here, but let's go to the let's go to Boots. Boots, you're on the ground. You're in the Hasbens camp. Um, it looks like some of the flex positions that were projected to be pretty high um, are actually looking like the numbers are coming in right now. It looks like they're going to be under underperforming. The projection may have been too high. What are you seeing as far as the numbers? What are you hearing from the camp right now? The limits camp is not happy with the flex position. Projected turnout has not been well and what the some of the key battleground areas that they thought they could win Hearns getting zero Zero. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. Not too many teams are gonna beat the has-beens with a zero But luckily Ingram Graham all these powerhouses come out of nowhere Is there a coincidence that Ingram and Graham both went to Wisconsin? I'm not sure Who knows? I don't know. Maybe that's something that's uh you know, that uh, we'll have to look at. Uh, All right, guys, I'm getting a couple more totals back in here. All right, I'm going to take, I'm taking a look here. We're looking at the quarterback position. This Marcus Mariota, this Doug's living, okay, this Lemmings team, if I, okay, we're taking a look here, going into the, let's look at the past couple weeks, though. This guy, this team has been riding this guy high and hard, high and hard. This guy is chapped, but you know what? Uh, the, apparently, they got this horse broken because he's really caught his stride here. Uh, they're on the back stretch, and it looks like this guy's really stretching his legs out uh we're 90 percent in and it's looking i think mariota at this point could score over 30 points which is a huge showing this is a huge showing from the quarterback position um and i'm taking you know we're expecting rogers you would expect rogers over 30 at this point uh versus indy uh you know we're only 70 percent in here for rogers but it's looking like he probably would break 30 that we may have to just call this one an even split um but every point is going to count in this game. Um, with 100% in and Evans at 38, I just don't see the way, you know, we're 70% in right now. Montgomery is, a, you know, he's in single digits. He may get just over double digits here, but he, you know, he's not going to be in to almost the 40s. You know, we'll, we could, you know, if you're rounding up, you can put Evans into the 40s. That's fine. Um, you know, like Montgomery, that second wide receiver position is just getting destroyed right now. So, uh, you know, this game is really tilting towards the Lemmings. Uh, we're, you know, calling the quarterback position even uh, with Evans and that big showing there in that first wide receiver position um, and, and uh, that huge performance from Ingram. Uh, they may carry Lemmings to a win here. That scared the shit out of me. Uh, let's go back to Boots. I want to I want to get your take on this. Uh, it looks like in some of these flex positions in the battlegrounds that you were talking about, it looks like on the has been side, it looks like some th th what the numbers look like. It's going to be uh, way under the projection. Um, what are you hearing from the has been side of things as to where they're at as far as where these projected numbers could be? Can they make up any ground? Well, I think the big problem there is that a lot of people weren't honest on their projections. Maybe they were too scared to admit that they were for this Lemmings team. I'm not sure. I would maybe call them undercover projections. 
that you were expecting this one certain thing to turn out, but it just didn't happen. If you look at Booker, he was projected at 17 points. I don't know where Yahoo gets these numbers. I have no idea. I have my own projections. have been within a tenth of a decimal point for 30 years running. That's right. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've heard. This is, this is a game, and this is a season that's been turning. Sorry, guys. I'm taking a look here. It looks like we might have 90% of the vote in. We got 90% in. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to call this one. I'm about to call this one for the Lemmings. Uh, you know, the Hasbins have a few left here, but I think this may be the Lemmings game. And, uh, yes, we're looking well, at 95%. Let's, Wait, let's, before we sorry, get to sorry, that, before but, we okay, call the game, go ahead. before we call, uh, let's make sure all the votes come in. Uh, let's bounce over to the uh, the knuckle push and the llamas boots. You're in the llamas camp right now. Uh, you, you can see um, this game is, is going to be kind of close. Uh, it looks like um, their their projections look like they're going to be a little bit higher than what we thought uh, going into this. We thought maybe uh, they would underperform a little bit. Projections may be a little low, uh, but let's. Uh, what are you hearing in the llamas camp right now as far as where these numbers are coming from? They're a roller coaster of emotions. Out of the gate, they are high. They're living fast. They're living furious. They're delivering packages like UPS's business, but. They hit a little speed bump. It's getting to be Christmas time. Too many packages. They can handle it. Projections get low. And then a little person by the name of L. Murray. I don't know who L is. But Murray, all of a sudden, goes, grabs himself two touchdowns, hand delivers it, the llamas, a sweet-looking victory. I only have that 50%, but it's easy for me to tell well, we because do have my a projections projection right are... Now. We okay. do have a projection right now. We're going to call this one. It looks like the Lemmings, yes, 100% uh, of, of the vote has come in. It looks like the Lemmings are going to take this victory. Uh, that gives them four in a row. Uh, they they overperformed. The projection had them at 142. They come in at 164. Dean, what are you, what are you contributing to the high number here uh, of the overprojection? You know, Robert, this is unbelievable. Uh, this team just can't be stopped. Uh, this is something that, you know, not everybody was expecting to see, but at this point, it's looking as if uh, this is becoming a trend for this Lemmings team, and they may continue to roll into the playoffs really strong for the rest of the season, and I cannot believe those words are coming out of my mouth. It's pretty insane now. Going on the flip side of things, Boots, I know you were just in the has-beens camp. What's the, what's the feeling in the room there? Uh, what's going on in the offices? Uh, can you give us kind of a feel of, of how, they, how they're feeling right now um, after, after the, the, the votes have come in and they've lost? You're talking about the Lemmings team? No, I'm talking about the Hasbins. The Hasbins. The Hasbins lost. I'd like to, uh, to hear what, the, what their camp is like. I know you're there. Um, you've spent some time with them. What, what are their feelings like right now? Usually, I only deal with winners, and that's why I was in the Lemmings camp. Right, yeah, but the I understand. I know, I know you were in the Hasbins earlier in the day. Uh, what have you been hearing from them? I hate to butt in here, guys. We got some more percentages coming in. I'm taking a look. This one is a shocker. This is a shocker. This is something that hasn't happened in 30 years. We're looking all the way back to Ronald Reagan and the, this Bears team that we saw, the 85 Bears, uh, Super Bowl shuffle time. This, it's looking like we're going to be able to, we're at 95%. This is a late one. It's looking like the Llamas are going to pull this one out. The Dick Knuckle Push, and I cannot believe these words are coming. 
coming out of my mouth right now. This dick knuckle push team is going to fall to the lemmings. It looks like all of the players, all the pieces were in place, and this lemmings team is are this well, this this we're knuckle going to push talk team. About the, the llamas. We're going to talk oh, about get, the okay. llamas. Okay, we're going to talk about the llamas. Uh, you're getting a little ahead of yourself there. Uh, I want to bring it back a little bit. I know you've spent some time in the knuckle push camp. Um, I know tensions have been kind of high there. They've they've been on a little bit of a uh, on a slippery slope with some with some losses. Uh, they were projected to do very well today. It looks like when the votes are coming in, it looks like it's going to be under projected. Uh, what are you hearing from their camp right now, Dean? This is just flat out laziness. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. This team. Uh, it's as if they want to just roll their helmets out on the field and, uh, you know, shuffle their way on out and do a little prance around and, uh, you know, uh, you know, one, two, buckle my shoe, I won this game. No, that has not been happening for this, this knuckle push team. And uh, from what I understand, there were a lot of tears in that locker room. Dean, can you contribute this to maybe uh – Maybe a lackadaisical approach that they're not putting in the work during the week, getting things done. They're not going out there. They're not working it. They're not getting things the way they need to do. They're kind of taking uh, taking it for granted that they're just going to kind of walk out there and get the projected points that they need. Well, the thi- here's the thing that we don't understand, and you know, we're, we're thinking if we ha- we're going to have to pivot and take a look at Yahoo at this point. Let's go back. Well, let's go. Let's pivot back and take a look at these Yahoo projections. These projections were flat out wrong. Uh, you know, we're after this season, we're going to have to go back in and reassess the algorithms here from Yahoo because it's looking like this knuckle push team should be projected to win almost every single week and the projections are just flat out wrong they're flat out wrong uh somebody has to speak for this uh i think from what i understand there were some emails sent to the yahoo camp uh those guys that you know these are the guys that you know pull the strings push the buttons pull the levers whatever you want to call it these are the guys that are you know these guys certain guys in this league are resting their hopes every week on the projections from this yahoo team this yahoo club and they just cannot be trusted any longer. They cannot be trusted. Uh, none of this makes any sense. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that may, you know, I, from what I understand, the Canadian, okay, the Canadian football, the Canadian Fantasy Football League a website has crashed. From what I understand, there's a lot of teams looking to switch to that website at this point, and it looks like it has crashed. Um, let me give you, I'll give you an update on that once I get a word back and I have to send a few emails out once I'm off, you know, once, once we've pivoted to another game. But, it, you know, like I said, the story of this game and the story of this night is all wrapped up in, uh, in Yahoo. It's disgusting. Now, now, Boots, I know that you're close with in the Llamas camp. I know you have spent some time there. You've put in some work out there. You, you kind of examine this a little deeper than, than most would. Um, what, what are you hearing from that camp pulling out this victory, kind of a blowout victory that we, haven't ex- we didn't expect to happen? Uh, what, are you, what are you hearing from the Llamas camp right now? Extremely confident, extremely arrogant, extremely intelligent. That is how I would describe the Llamas. Now, by intelligence, I mean that he calls me daily for the Boots advice. Of course. Of course. Because the Boots projections are always right. Always right. 30 years running. 30 years in a row. Now, we've seen some of these, you know, I mean, looking at Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Sanu. Solid coming. 
I know that I know that we talked early in the week. You saw you projected this to happen, uh, and it, and obviously it did. Um, but getting some other other guys like Brait Murray Cooks that that put up double digits, that put up numbers that we didn't project for them to put up. What can you contribute that to? What do you think, especially a guy like Murray? getting 31 points when he was only projected to get 11. Why do you think it swung the way that it did, um, getting a little bit more of the votes, getting a little bit higher of a projection? What do you think happened there? I really think that it came down to people were scared to project Murray as high as what they maybe thought that he would secretly. They didn't want to come out and tell their friends and family that they were probably going to put Murray in their lineup. You know, when it comes down to Murray... (laughs) Or Jordan Howard, you're gonna go Murray. Yeah, that's an easy call. Absolutely. And, and I mean, break. Come on, 89 special, tight ends that's always right. score high. That's First right. thing you know about fantasy football: play as many tight ends as you can. Absolutely. Try and have at least two or three in your lineup at yeah, all times. I mean, right? some people would have maybe called that an easy call to put, you know, Murray in over Howard, considering Howard's on a bye that week. That may just seem so like a think. logical okay, right? Yeah, you know what? Probably, this, probably this is score the, points even. I even will more. say, you know what? You guys are right. This this is this is a fantasy football season that is proving that uh, conventional wisdom is wrong this year. Conventional wisdom is wrong. Conventional gameplay is wrong. I mean, if 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 there's anything that it, this season has taught us is nothing makes sense that we're living in a topsy-turvy world the cockeyed sucking bulls are in first place for gosh dang now looking at what we've seen overall from this week looking at the games looking at projection it looks like we've gotten more uh more points than what we expected more turnout than what we expected uh a lot of a lot of things that kind of surprised us as as we uh maybe thought would have happened a lot of things that we didn't see coming uh, if I'm looking at it correctly, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five out of ten teams um, outperformed, got more than what we thought. So we're talking 50% got more than what we thought. We're talking, uh, let's see, only only one, two, three teams underperformed. The other two kind of pushed. Um what are you seeing, Dean, as far as the landscape of what happened this week? Um, the people that overperformed and the people that underperformed. Uh, what can you maybe uh, contribute? I know you talked to some, some of the camps. I know you were exchanging emails. You're working back and forth. You're working what's going on. Uh, what do you think you can contribute to maybe some of the overperformance and some of the underperformance? I can tell you this is a week that we're going to be studying for years. This is a week. This is a week that we're going to be studying. This is a week. A week that you know they may take this onto the ESPN website, and uh, you know we, we might be seeing some of these fantasy experts uh, reanalyzing this week for years and years to come, just trying to f- understand exactly what happened here uh, in the finest league that there is for. Dupo. Uh, you know, from what I can see here, some of these games, they just don't make any sense. Uh, you know, I, th- this Bulls team just keeps proving people wrong. All they do is keep winning. Um, and if you think this team isn't going to score to the projected, check yourself before you wreck yourself because this team every week comes to play and you know it's true. And uh, from what 
I can see here, uh, this is a week that just surprised a lot of people. There were a, tough, a couple tough matchups. A lot, you know, every game meant a lot this week because we're seeing a Every game matters. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Every game matters. You know, every... All points matter. Every game or die. That's right. Game or die. Every single point that you're putting up on the board can contribute to that win right. that you're striving for, and you're absolutely and right. You need. Okay, so if we take a look back here, let's just go back to the board. I want to reanalyze one of these games right here. Let's go back to this Daily Llamas game versus this Duck Knuckle Push game. We, it's some of it's just like it's unfathomable. Let's just go back in here. Can, okay, can, we can, can break bear this with down. me. Okay, can we bear with me here real quick? Okay, so we're going back in. Okay, so we can see somehow. Murray scores 30 points in this game. He scores 30 points. He's projected uh, just over 10 from what we understand. And this has a double whammy effect. This is something they're going to have to take a look at again. Uh, this is, you know, we can't believe that we're seeing that this dick knuckle push team continues to think that they can put these matchups out. You need to take a harder look at this. Would you put the Denver defense out there going against a Murray? If Murray has a huge night, that is a double whammy on you. You're going to be losing. Right. So we have to take a look at that. If we go back in, you know, at 50, you know, at, at even at 10, you know, 25% in, when we had 25% of the vote in here, we were looking at that. It w he was already in trouble. Absolutely. I he mean, was already talk, in you trouble. Talk about, you talk about Murray uh, getting a lot, of, a lot of early points on the knuckle push. Uh, it didn't look good right out of the gate as far as Murray. And that, to me, was kind of that position that may have swung some things uh, going towards the Llamas, uh, the Llamas' direction. I mean, because if you really look at it, if you break it down position by position and, and you see what points really uh, got this to swing, it was, it was, the, it was the Murray that kind of changed everything else. Because if you look at it, Yes, the kicker got 12 points. Yes, the defense got 14 points. That doesn't help the knuckle push by any means. But if you look at it position by position, he either matches up or exceeds what the Llamas were doing except for Murray. Murray scores 31 points. <laughs> Uh, scored sorry, 31 points. He scored. Okay, so he scores 31 points, and this Denver defense is absolutely decimated. This was uh, a game that's going to go down in the history books. And you know what? This is okay. So this is the fourth loss out of five that we see this Dick Knuckle Push team lose to the team that has scored the most points in the league for that week. They need to go back and do some soul searching. They have some real issues to put, you know, to uh, you know, address on this team. And if they want to win, they're gonna really need to do some work here going into this, you know, these last couple weeks when it really, really matters. I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to uh, pull up the uh, the Doug's Lemmings has been game because that was kind of a blowout that we didn't really expect to happen. That was one of those games that we thought was going to be close. It was projected to be close. Uh, it was it was a co complete blowout. It was something that we didn't expect. Once the votes come in, the points are are tallying up. We're seeing it come down. Even at twenty five percent, even at forty five percent, it was still a little bit close. But you could see the Lemmings pulling away. Uh, it was something that we didn't see coming. We didn't project this, Dean. We're sitting there last week. We're talking about this game. We thought it was going to be close. We thought the husband somehow would pull this out. And somehow it kind of swung in a direction that we did not see coming. 
and it was a complete blowout for the Lemmings. Yeah, this is some. Okay, so here's what happened. If you go in, okay, let's take a look here. We're going to scroll in to the quarterback position. That's tied. Okay, so let's go back out. Let's go into the wide receiver positions here. Uh, okay, Marshall and Sanders were, you know, 10 50, 9 70. Uh, you know, we're looking at a very close matchup there. You can pretty much write that one off. That's pretty much even. This is where things get interesting. Okay, Montgomery, you know, 12, uh, Evans, you know, 38. That, that's a huge win. That that's is a, a huge, huge swing. win. That's, that's a, huge a huge swing, swing for right? the Lemmings. But the thing is, this gets interesting. It's like this Lemmings team was just playing, just playing with the Hasbins. If you go down here, now this is where it got really interesting for me. Uh, if we take scroll, okay, let's go out. Zoom, okay, zoom in here on the flex positions. Thank you. Okay, right there. Those, those two flex positions, yeah. Okay, so if we look at Booker versus Hearns, you know, we're looking at... This is what this is where the Hasbins lose this matchup. This is where they lose this matchup. Uh, this is one of their biggest differences in terms in terms of projections. We're expecting a huge turnout here from Booker and Hearns. You know he flops. He flops. He, he goes zero. zero. And then and then he we don't even get any points. No points. And then we have no turnout from Booker. This right. is where nothing. Booker doesn't even. It's like he doesn't even show up. It's unbelievable. No. This is this is this is a guy. The last couple weeks that we were seeing some decent production from, and uh, you know. He just doesn't show up this week. It's just unexplainable. Yeah, I mean, you talk about he's getting 15 points, 17 points, and somehow he comes out with four points. Do we have Boots? Yes, we do have Boots. Boots, I want to bring you in on this right now. Uh, looking at that Devin Booker versus Hearns situation, I mean, that was that was, that was, that was it. That was going to be the one where we thought the Hasbins could make up ground. Uh, it looks like th obviously that didn't happen. What do you think can contribute to, to not making up any ground there, um, as well as having a couple players on the bench for the Hasbins that maybe could have helped make make up some ground? Well, it's easy. The Lemmings were scared when Hearns puts up zero, mostly because the point projection, the polling place for the uh, Lemmings was closed. Hearns didn't know how to get to the place. Booker, on the other hand, just lack of motivation. The leadership on this has-beens just couldn't inspire those kind of independent flex players that he has. They went into the polling place thinking, do I need a big game? I'm not sure. I might go independent, worry about myself instead of worrying about the has-beens. And that's where the real lack of a uh, Point production. I think Boots is making a good point here. Sorry to butt in, but that's like the Boots is making a good point here. I think what we underestimated here was certain some you know some of these games where weather was going to impact them, but also what impacted some of these games uh, was was game plan and it was not executed well. What I thought we I, I wanted to I wanted to jump in there. Uh, do you think that the Hasbins are, are in a situation where they got a little cocky, didn't do as much homework? Um, as they usually do in weeks previous, in years previous. They kind of took this game for granted, thought they were going to squeak by with a win. Um, and, and obviously the, voice, the, 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 uh, the points didn't total up to, to what, he, what he thought. What, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, th this, is, this is exactly the situation that you're describing. Uh, this guy, uh, you know, obviously he's a tried-and-true winner in this league. Uh, this is a guy, and again, you know, we're talking about a guy roll his helmets out, buck him a two, one, two, buck him a two, seven, you and shoe situation. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, but what I'm saying is this, is that this guy did get cocky. Uh, he's overconfident. 
Um, and you know what? It came back to bite him against a rising star in this league. And uh, he better watch himself because, uh, you know what? Nothing is secure for this Hasbins team this this year. And, I, you know, in my opinion, he's kind of got to be shaking in his boots because in years past, he's got that, you know, at this point, he's got that first playoff spot. Uh, locked up, and this year it really means something because we're talking about a bye for the first place team. Um, well, I guess second place team too, but you know what? They're going on a skid, and this could mean uh, trouble for this team. I agree with you. It's going to be interesting. I, I uh, We're going to have to take a break. We're going to take a short break. When we come back... Okay, uh, sorry to butt in here, but what I'm seeing is I think we got 100% in. I think we're 100% in on all these games. Okay, we're okay. We're at 98, 9%, 98.9%, and it's looking like we can call these games. Okay, I'm just going to run them down here for you real quick. Let's zoom back on the board. Okay, everybody zoom back. Okay, thank you. Let's just run down. Okay, we're going to look at, we're looking at the llamas over the knuckle push. Uh, this is something we're pretty shocked about. We can't believe it. Uh, this is, the knuckle push team was projected to win. Uh, this is this is a changing of the guard. Uh, uh, you know, somehow, inexplicably, the Bulls are going to beat the Fantasy Lives Matter. We can't, you know, this is another kind of a surprise. Uh, over, you know, this is a team that, again, over the projected, Tim Striff, you know, the Toes team goes down to the bunch, and uh, that's that one's 100% in. We're looking at the Rowdy Rafter bunch, 100% in here. MFers making a late season push now over the Blue Water Tower. Not a big surprise because we're looking, we were expecting the Blue Water Tower team to lose this game, and they're absolutely going to do that. And finally, finishing up here on the strong playoff push, this Lemmings team in. Okay, we're 100% there now. We're 100% the Lemmings are going to win this. Okay, sorry. That about wraps it up here. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back after this break. Uh, this is the uh, the fantasy wrap-up. So, Grassmasters, how do you feel about these other companies that can't kill the simple weeds such as clover? I mean, we sitting here talking about clover. Clover? We talking about clover. I mean, we ain't talking about crabgrass. We talking about crab. We talking about clover. We sitting here talking about clover. I mean, clover. We're sitting here talking about clover. We ain't talking about crabgrass. We're talking about clover. We're talking about clover. We ain't talking about crab. We sitting here talking about clover. Clover. Call grassmasters right now. Not only will we kill these difficult weeds to kill, but we also will kill the simple ones, such as clover. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about, uh, is my mic on? Are we here? Oh, we're here. Okay. You guys there? We still got Boots? Is Boots here Boots still? Boots to two? Okay, yeah, we, we, got, we got audio. Okay. Boots, you still, still here. Boots still, still here, Rob. Right. And excited. Good. I like the excitement level. So here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to change gears a little bit. We're going to have a little fun. Uh, we're going to do some fact or fiction about this league, about what's going on right now, the current state of this league. Uh, question number one, boys. Fact or fiction, the championship runs through the cockeyed sucking bulls. Dean, you're up first. All right, I'll go first. I'm fine with that. Yeah, let, let me go first. Cut me loose on this bull. Uh, yeah, this this championship, if anything, like, like I've been saying all night, like I've been saying all night, uh, I'm still fired up about it. Uh, this championship does go through the bulls. It shocks everyone the same way we've been shocked all season long. This championship goes through the Bulls, and it doesn't just go through the Bulls. It is the Bulls. 
Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Boots, what do you think? Does uh, Factor Fiction, the championship runs through the cockeyed sucking bulls? Simple. Fiction. Fiction. I look at two things. Point differential. Mm, okay. I don't know if you guys understand okay. this complex Can theory. Can you explain that just a little bit? Just a little? We got a little <laughs> time. Explain it to me just a little bit. Point differential. I've been doing these fantasy analytics for about 30 years running. 30 years. According to Yahoo, yes, the Bulls is at a plus 82. My projections, he's at a negative 15. Nobody ever has been in a championship game in the negative in the boots point system. Okay. Okay, so we're going to go fiction there. The I BPS. like that. Okay. The BPS. Yes, of course. The boots the point system. <laughs> that sounds about right. Okay, question number two. Dose. The knuckle push will miss the playoffs. Fact or fiction, Boots, I'm going to go to you first. This is a toss-up. I'm going to go with the or. Just for the simple reason, okay. according to the BPS, that this guy is at a zero. I have never seen that in my wow. 30 years wow. in the fantasy projection. A zero. The, I'm nervous for this team. I like this team. I'm nervous for this team. Do I want it to win? I'm not sure. Zero BPS. Take it or leave it. Okay. This team's a real enigma. I'm going to have to go with uh, fiction. This team will make the playoffs. This team will make the playoffs. Uh, it, it, and simply because of this, if you look, this team has played the best overall, more consistent than any other team in this, se- this season in the league because they have the most points scored. And two, though, they've played the toughest schedule because they've had the most points scored against them. So we can attribute a lot of these losses to uh, tough scheduling. Uh, Like we were saying earlier, this team, of the five losses that they have at this point, four of those have come against the team that has scored the high point total for that week in the league. Okay. Okay. Another toss-up between the two of you. Question number three. The Llamas will finish in the top. The top two. The Llamas will finish in the top two. Fact or fiction? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. The Llamas, that is fiction. This Llamas team is a farce. Um, They are getting some big production out of players that are all on one team. I don't like putting all of your eggs in one basket. It may not be Easter yet. Um... But what we're seeing here is a lot of egg talk. I've been talking to a lot of the people. They're talking about eggs a lot. I don't understand what it is. I do know one thing. This guy's eggs are hard-boiled, and they're out of date. So we got rotten eggs on our hands, and this guy uh, is not going to be in the top two. Boots, what's the BPS saying? Rob, I do two things. I listen to Brian Adams, Summer 69, and I study fantasy football. And it's pretty easy to see that this Llamas team, yes, according to the BPS, which is right all the time, will make the playoffs. But they are not one of the two best teams in the league. Okay. Simple, eloquent, perfection. I like it. Going further. Next question. Dean, I'm going to go to you first. Ready. The Lemmings will run the table. 
the rest of the season. Okay, so this is another one where, you know, I didn't know it was an option before, but now it is. Uh, I might take the or here, but I'm going to have to go with an or f. Because I think we might be took Orphic. Uh, this Orphic. Is That's or- a made-up or- word. You're making <laughs> up words on the fly. I'm going with an Orphic. Uh, I think this is fiction, uh, but I'm more... I don't know. You're leaning uh, into the middle. You're leaning yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm a moderate. Uh, a lot of say that. A lot say that I'm real moderate, real Orphic-like. Uh so, yeah, this team, uh, yeah, do they have the firepower? Sure, is that Mike Evans trade really, you know, did it really shake the league? Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy about it, and I don't understand it either. But uh, this is uh, this is a team uh, that they will continue to perform well. Um, they do have a tough schedule from here on out because I, I just don't see them running the table. Uh, but I do see them... Uh, with the acquisition of Mike Evans and the way this team has been playing, we could see them go pretty deep. Boots, so I'm going with an Orphic. Boots, what do you got? We got the Orphic over here, apparently, with uh, Dean. What, what's the BPS saying? The BPS is saying fact. Fact. Now, the BPS has not seen this close of a battle with this week with their matchup against the MFers. If they get through this week... They are for sure going to run the table. Their next best challenge is the Llamas, but they catch them on the Falcons' bye week. That Couldn't ask for better planning. That Lemmings knows what he's doing when he pays off the right, when he hopes that he gets the right schedule. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second there, Boots. Wait a second now. Wait a second, Boots. Somebody's got some inside Uh-oh. info. Uh-oh, are you not sharing something with us? I always keep it to the reels. Keep it to the BPS style. We'll just have to. I think that you guys acquired him maybe for later for an interview. We're we're gonna try. We're We're trying. We're trying. There's games going on right now. We don't have. You know, it's a it's a late night. We're not sure, but we're going to give it a shot. Our producers are gonna let us know. Okay, we're gonna go to the next question. Boots, I'm gonna go to you first. The husbands, two-time reigning champion here. Fact or fiction, the Hasbins miss championship weekend. Fiction. I love this Hasbins team. I love tight ends. I love Rob Gronkowski. It's pretty easy to see that this Hasbins team knows what to do to get himself to the championship game, just not to finish. Okay. I see them losing in the game. Okay. Dean, what do you got? Fact this or fiction, the Hasbins miss championship weekend uh yeah we're, like i said earlier we're living in a topsy-turvy world and this world is not kind to this has-beens team they're exactly what their name says they are going to be a has-been this year and uh you know i do not see them making it to the championship game even just to lose their title D, D, okay, D, yeah, i don't mean but, to cut you off here uh, i got the producer saying that uh the has been speaking of the husbands uh it seems as though they're going to uh yes they're going to concede here we're going to go to the uh, lemmings camp right now we're going to go to lemmings headquarters for the press conference he's going to give his success speech uh let's go to the, let's go to the lemmings uh headquarters right now thank you everyone thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. This, is this is a victory for all for my all players. players for all for of all you that were out, out there, there. Thank you. you. It's amazing amazing to think think that you can be be whatever you want to be in this fine fine league. league. 
Now, I would now like to say that I just did, did get off the get phone with the Hasbins owner. owner. Terrific. Terrific. Wonderful. Wonderful. We had a beautiful had a conversation. conversation. It was a hard-fought hard battle. battle. But that's but what that's the what people the of this league deserve. They deserve the two best owners going at it head to head on this fourth day. I love... I'm going to try. I'm going to be a wonderful, wonderful owner for all the other owners. I only hope that my uh, GM there, Mike, do you mind? Terrific guy. Terrific guy. Wonderful guy. Beautiful family. How about that wife, Denise? Denise. I just love... And I hope and I, hope, and I pray, and I pray. <laughs> that we can that we unite, unite this league, this league under, under one unifying, unifying message. message. Dupo, Dupo is, the, is the finest town in America. Okay, that was the owner of Doug's Lemmings uh, giving his success speech. Uh, strong words there. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to try and actually talk with the owners of Doug's Lemmings. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, hopefully we'll have the owner of Doug's Lemmings with us. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. We're gonna. Uh, we do have the owner of Doug's Lemmings uh, with us now. We're gonna go to him uh, and try and get a couple words. He uh, just won uh, his match with the Hasbins. The Hasbins have conceded. Uh, we're gonna go right to Doug's Lemmings. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Uh, the big victory. Um, how are you feeling after the win? Just feeling great. Feeling terrific. Feeling wonderful. Feeling alive. Feeling like. I'm proud to be a fantasy owner. Now, I know it was uh, it was projected to be a close win. It looks like uh, it kind of swung uh, there late into the game, uh, and you kind of you kind of uh, pulled away there late. Uh, you had to feel pretty good about winning at, at such a large amount of, of, of points. I always thought that when my players came out there to play, that the points would turn out in my favor. I just had a feeling that if I can inspire some towers to be built, metaphorically, of course, because I don't build towers. Of course. But if I can inspire that, I can inspire my players, my tight end, to get over 30 points. And that's just my faith, my family. I brought them in, and I'm happy. Well, it sounds like this team operates, you know, not under just like, you know, hard work and, uh, you know, being physically ready, but it sounds like uh, you, you know, uh, are preaching a, a, a thing of heart and, and soul and, you know, it's something you're trying to instill in this team. Um, you know, I just, I can't help but notice here, though, you just have a couple players performing. You know, you're winning these games, you know, by just a handful of guys. So, you know, um, are we expecting, you know, uh, we're ex are we expecting that, uh, you know, we're going to see some more cohesive play here going 
forward into this playoff push? Uh, you know, how, how are the team dynamics? Can you explain a little bit on that for us? Well, Dean, the first thing that I do is I bring in terrific people around me all the time. My GMs, all the way down to my water boy, terrific people, wonderful individuals, great families, know the business, and they know all the ins and outs. And it's very simple with me. If you don't perform, you're out. I have made tons of waiver wire moves, tons of trades to bring in prosperity to my team. I have made sacrifices, blood, sweat, and tears. I have spent countless seconds studying my team for the simple reason that I win. I know how to win. I know how to produce. I know what is going on in the world. Now, you brought in Mike Evans to camp. You got, Love that guy. You got him uh, late last week. Uh, he definitely helped you out this week. He got you a lot of, a lot of points this week. Uh, tell me how that trade kind of went down uh, and what you're expecting out of this uh, part of your team going forward. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I was strong in the RB position, vulnerable in the WR position. That's running backs to wide receivers. Now everybody knows my business terms. There you go. There's a little yeah, lesson. Right. We appreciate right, right. that. Yes. We appreciate that. Yeah. That's chapter one, Lemmings University. You guys appreciate that. And I saw a partner, a potential partner, Blue Water Tower. Great guy, strong family values. And I saw that he needed the running back help. Reached out to him. Simple as that, Dean. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I said, hey, let's get this done. It sounds like you're a real man of the people, a man of, uh, you know, you're looking for a, you know, some win-win situations for yourself. Um, I, you know, we've been made privy to a situation that helps you in a real winning way. Uh, some information that was divulged earlier tonight that uh, we just have to ask you about. From who, Dean? From who, Dean? Uh, I hate to reveal my sources, but... <sighs> You know, this one was was recorded on the live broadcast, so you can't go back and look it up. But I will tell you, it's uh, from a respected league analyst. Um, kind of rogue, kind of rogue correspondent, yeah. though. Yeah, he he has his own system. He has his own way going about things, just kind of like you and your team and the way you run things. But um, there was kind of some mention of a pay for play, some backhanded deals going on um, to get production. Do, would you care to address this? Um, we want to know your thoughts on what was said in that aspect. Listen, all that I do is bring in people that breed success. Now, do I follow everybody in my organization exactly what they do every single minute? No, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Dean around, let me ask you, do you guys own a fantasy team yourself? Yeah, we uh, we, we've we've dabbled. Dabbled. We, we dabbled. dabbled. We've dabbled. We've dabbled. We've dabbled. That's right. See what I do? I make tremendous sacrifices for my team. Tremendous sacrifices, and I will do anything and everything to help my players produce. Now this uh, what what, what do you call it? Pay to play? Is, pay is to it play. pay to play? Absolutely. Sounds like a rigged media lip, you know, agenda. But Uh-oh. I'm gonna comment. <laughs> that I am here to win. Yeah. Okay, so 
the question was, are you paying people for these wins? We're wanting you to address the question. Uh, you know, we're asking you directly, can you just address the question? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you how I win. Is it by paying players? No. It's by motiva- motivating players with certain financial abilities. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that about explains it. A little bit. That kind of explains it. Uh, we don't want to keep you. Uh, we appreciate your time. I'm real busy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. That was the owner of uh, Doug's Lemmings, who uh, the husband just conceded to. Uh, we appreciate having him on, Dean. Uh, this one shook the league. It did shake the league. This a one sh- bit. shook the league. I'm not sure how much we got out of him. I'm not. You know, it's hard to get a straight answer out it's of that guy. Almost like he was dancing around it a little bit. That guy has, uh, you know, that guy's got light feet. He's got real twinkle toes when it comes to the tough questions, and this guy knows how to dance around him, just like some of the running backs on his team. That's right. Uh, I want to bring Boots back in. Uh, Boots, are you still with us? Oh, I'm still here, Rob. And oh, okay. Wow. What an interview. That's right. It was, uh, wow. Yeah, that's really all we can say. I want to. Yeah, uh, it's too bad you had to miss that for that bathroom break. Yeah. Well, hey, you got to do what you got to do, Boots. I understand. Uh, let's move forward. Let's. We got a new week coming up, guys. Uh, I want to get your guys' take on uh, what looks like it's going to be a very interesting week 10. Um it's that time of the uh, the year we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. We're going to uh, get into some playoff predictions, kind of the projections of where we think people are going to land as far as the rankings go. Uh, you know, counting this week, we have four weeks left in the season. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. The, dr- the trade deadlines this week – it's getting it's getting to a make or break situation. We got a lot of teams here kind of jumbled up here. You got uh, you know two teams there at two and three at six and three. You have four, five, six, and seven that are just all kind of scrambled in there, a game apart of each other. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out here the rest of the weeks. Uh, I want to go to Boots here. Uh, give me your projections as to who you think is going to make the playoffs and where you think they're going to make the playoffs. Where do you think the rankings will be uh, come week 14 when the playoffs are happening? Well, according to the DPS, sponsored by UPS, I have number one, the has-beens. Tried and true, love the tight end. How can you not? He's going to be number one. 69 touchdowns. Yep. This is where I have a little bit of a shaker. I like to call it the rump shaker at number two. The rump shaker. Zoom, zoom, zoom. All up in my boom, boom, Doug's Lemmings. Doug's Lemmings at number two. They are going to run the table. Okay. Then I wow. have the flashy Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Flashy. Holding yeah. down that number three spot. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Llamas is locking down the four. Okay. Followed only by the same record sucking bowls, but Ooh. Llamas will get them by points four. Okay. This is where I see trouble for the knuckle. Push myself onto the bench out of the playoff spot. Oh. That MFers team's a hot squad. And I say hot 
I mean above 98.6 degrees. I have a Ooh. fever. Get me to the doctor because I'm sick of winning. Wow. 98 degrees. What a great boy band that was. Yeah, Nick Lachey. Right. It's good stuff. That was some good stuff. So, uh, you think the knuckle pusher is going to fall right out of the playoffs. Uh, you think the MFers are going to hop in. Uh Give me your reasoning behind uh, putting the has-beens and the lemmings there right at the top with the with the bulls. Uh, I believe you have them dropping down to the four spot. Is it um, the five spot? I think five it was. spot. The five spot five somehow. Spot. Yes. I already yes, know if that's five possible spot. at this so, point. So uh, the five spot. You have them dropping down, so you basically have them kind of falling apart. Give me your reasoning, boots, as to why. Uh, the BPS has them falling that far down. The Bulls' Cinderella story, it's over. The credits are ran. They are going to drop. It's but they built, midnight. They built up enough equity to keep them in the playoffs. Okay. Where I see the big changes, that knuckle push team, as it's just bad luck. You cannot fight that other teams, week after week, are putting up amazing point totals against them. It's like they all have a personal vendetta to beat this crazy guy, this owner. He's he's eccentric. Nobody knows about him. Like the only only reason that people know about this guy is through Dean. And And we're close. I'm close to that team. Dean's pretty close. Dean's pretty close to the camp there. That's why I see this big push and them efforts. I don't know why it took them, frankly, so long to get going like this. I just think that. Rowdy Raffer Bunch is going to stay tried and true at that three spot. The has-beens up the one. It's okay. I'm excited. Okay. You have to agree though that these runs from uh, you know these runs from the Lemmings and uh, this you know this maybe even you know this Llamas team at this point even this is kind of inexplicable. I mean uh, yes the Bulls run is is completely it doesn't make any sense. Nobody understands that. We've been talking about that all season. But, uh, you know, the Llamas seemingly were counted out there after a while. And this Doug's Lemmings team, um, you know, we weren't seeing enough firepower there. And you know what? If you take a look at some of these wins, here's the point, is that this Lemmings team, it's a handful of guys. It's not the entire team. They're They're not, you know, exceptionally good at every position. Um, they won last week by somebody scoring zero in a flex position somehow. Shows the depth. It, I think you proved my point exactly the opposite of what you just said. Uh, you know, it shows that there is zero depth on this team, is that they have some exceptional performers that seem to be doing well, and uh, this run is inexplicable. But you know what, though? Uh, you're right, though. I, I, I see this team continuing to win. I just don't know if they have the firepower to win the league because you need a well-rounded team to win this league. And, uh, you know, like we've been saying uh you know, I, I'm looking at this knuckle push team. I think you're dead wrong. All right, Dean. What are your projections for the playoffs as we uh, look here at week 10? Uh, what do you think? Uh, if we look at the standings now, where, where do you think we're going to land here after week 13? Okay, I see a big push here coming from this Rowdy Raptor Bunch team. They've really lined themselves in a good position to make a strong run. And what I'm seeing here is that we're going to see a rowdy rafter bunch uh, in the top two of this league. And then between that, I th- I'm thinking it's a toss-up between this Bulls team and this has-beens team. 
Um, this Hasman's team has the grit and determination to stay towards the top just like they do every season, but this Bulls team is on some type of Cinderella story run. Uh, they may be, uh, from, what, from what we understand, some type of performance-enhancing performance drugs on that team. We're not sure. Uh, that's just rumors and hearsay, but it is something that I've heard said, you know, hearsay. So from what I understand, uh, from what I'm seeing here, is okay that's my top three round it out right there right okay i'm looking at the lemmings coming in and at fourth place uh and then we're looking at the llamas and then dick knuckle push unfortunately i think this mfr team is going to be left out of the playoffs okay i am going to uh give my predictions if you guys don't mind uh i have the husbands creeping up to the number one spot uh for whatever reason i think with the depth of that team uh, the schedule they have going forward, uh, the points that they're putting up, that they're going to somehow eke out the first uh, spot. I'm going to give the number two spot to the Rowdy Raptor Bunch. I think they've done enough trade-wise. I think with the strength of schedule that they have, um, they're not playing um, as tough as the schedule going forward. I think they may get into the number two spot. I'm going to put the Bulls down in the number three spot. Uh, just based on the fact that they have seven wins right now, so even if they play 500 from here on out, I still think they've scored enough points and they're still in that same spot. I think they're in the spot that they can get the three seed. But I could also see my four seed, um, which I'm giving to the Lemmings, be the three seed. Uh, I think this team has a really good chance to run the table the rest of the season. Uh, I think they have, with the Mike Evans trade, with having David Johnson... Uh, with getting production from Mariota that we didn't expect, I think this team really has the ability to take a run at this thing and get into that 3-4 spot in the playoffs, which could really help them out. Um, the 5 spot I'm going to give to the Llamas. I think the Llamas have done enough. I think for whatever reason, they're going to ride out the Falcons and they're going to make that push and they're going to get in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see what they would do in the playoffs, but I think they've done enough to get the five spot. And I'm going to give the six spot to the knuckle push because of the schedule that they have coming forward. Yes, they've lost four in a row. Yes, the MFers have won four in a row. Uh, but I still think points-wise, the knuckle push have done enough. Their schedule isn't as tough as the MFers going forward the next four weeks. Uh, I think the knuckle push will still get in the sixth seed, and I still think that it's a dangerous team getting in as the sixth seed. Uh, but if their production continues to fall, if they lose this week, uh, they will be in a whole lot of trouble uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, but that, that's my projections as far as we go. Uh, but let's look at uh, the Week 10 matchups. Uh, we have what looks to be Projection-wise, some pretty close games, some also some blowouts. I think this is a week where we're really going to see teams kind of separate themselves a little bit um, as far as the matchups go. Uh, Boots, I'm going to go to you. Uh, we have the Llamas going against the Blue Water Tower. Blue Water Towers lost six in a row. This is a big game for the Llamas to come out and make a statement um, to try and continue to ride that Falcon train and uh, kind of try and separate themselves from some of the other teams they're close with right now. 
On paper, yes, the Llamas looks like a clear winner to every other fantasy expert in the whole entire world. To the DPS, I see the Llamas finally coming back down to earth. They cannot go three weeks in a row with the highest point total. And this Blue Water team is going to win another game. Tim's Terrific Toes, Fantasy Alive Matters, and Blue Water Tower are going to win another game. Who is it going to be up against? I have a feeling it's going to be against these llamas. There, it's got to happen. Philadelphia that, has been known to take down a couple of teams with that defense. Absolutely. That's just my prediction. Is Blue Water Tower, the DPS, has it at 133 Blue Water Tower to 129 llamas. Okay. I'm going to go to you, Dean. This is a matchup where we're going to kind of see where these two teams actually stand. And I'm talking about the Hasbins going against the Sucking Bulls. You have the first seed going against the second team. Uh, this is a matchup that's going to kind of let us know where we stand as far as these two teams go. Uh, Dean, what do you think projection-wise we have the Hasbins uh, winning this thing 135 to 117, but what do you think, looking at the numbers, looking at the matchups, what do you think projection-wise we're going to be looking at at the end of the day? Well, I will say this Bulls team has some, um, you know, some some matchups here that could result in a couple extra points in terms of, uh, you know, a versus projected. But, uh, you know, this is where the trade that happened earlier this year really takes this match up to the next level and uh you know what we've been predicting it before though um but i really think we're gonna see a bull skid and uh we're gonna see this has-beens team prevail in this game um you know th this this has-beens team just have too many guys even though the team seems to be a little bit depleted right now um for some reason he actually is playing kelvin benjamin this week it's a really con really a big conundrum we can't understand it but he actually has him in the lineup as it is right now uh, we know he's not a fan of actually playing him. He usually likes to leave him on the bench and send him off uh, to go visit other owners to, you know, possibly shop him around. That's from what we, you know, that's something that I've heard. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at uh, this this matchup, and it's looking like uh, we're probably going to be staring at a Hasbins win, and they will re uh, be probably be retaking that first place spot in the league. Do you think that the the Hasbins are starting to overthink a little bit? Because if you look at their depth, they do have some depth to this team. So do you think maybe, Boots, that they're maybe overthinking their roster, kind of making decisions that they wouldn't normally make based on the depth of this team? Their depth is all smoke and mirrors. Smoke Who, and mirrors. Who's on their bench right now? D. Booker, never heard of him before this year. <laughs> C. West, never heard of him that. Crabtree, give him that. It's a bye week. I mean, Jay Rogers, who's that? Who are these people that are on his bench? It's all smoke and mirrors in his game. But with that said, he does have the starting lineup to take out the Bulls. Plus, the Bulls trade away their whole team like three weeks or four weeks ago. But to the Haspins. To the Haspins. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? That's right. Let's move on to uh, the Rowdy Raptor Bunch going against hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. Excited. Excited about this one. Uh, Projection-wise, it looks like uh, the Rowdy Raptor Bunch is uh, projected to win by about 15 points. But 
The Roddy Rafter bunch is in fantasy bye week hell of what it looks like. I mean, half his team is comp- well, more than half of his team is completely on a bye. Uh, he's got guys in there that you normally wouldn't see in his lineup. Boys, what do you think is going to happen in this week's matchup? Yeah, so I'm just taking a look here. Uh, you are right. He may be in some type of uh, fantasy bye week purgatory. This could be a tough one for him. Um, you know, what? I'm, this one could be a lot closer than what those projections look like. Um, I, I, I want to say I think this Rowdy Rafter bunch will probably pull this one out, but they have some really tough matchups on this team. And some guys uh, just taking a look here that are, uh, you know, showing certain projected points that we just really haven't been seeing from them lately. So we could see this, uh, this Rowdy Rafter bunch who seem to be putting all the pieces together lately, possibly faltering, and uh, we could see another some, somehow another Fantasy Lives Matter win. So, um, you know, this is going to be a tight one. So I, I, it's really – I'm going to take the oar in this one. All right, Boots, what do you think? The DPS has this as the closest matchup of this coming week. What I'm nervous about for the Rowdy Rafter bunch is the defenses that their players are going against. Minnesota. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, historically, Baltimore, Carolina. I just don't see where these players are going to have big breakout weeks. But the outlier that I do love is that Terrell Pryor Sr. going against Baltimore. That is one thing. If Roddy Rafter Bunch is going to pull off this victory, he needs to have a big game. Fantasy Live Manners, all Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson puts up 30. Game, set, match, McEnroe. Here we go. McEnroe, love that. <laughs> That's good. I, like I that. love that. That's a good reference. I like that. That's, That's it. Boom. That's it. Boom. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, I thought All there right. was more. We thought, there, thought there were more. We thought there was more. didn't realize that that was it. Okay. We're going to go to the uh, knuckle push going against the triple T's. Uh, this is probably what should be on paper, looking at it on paper. Uh, probably a blowout. Uh, now, granted, he does have a uh, couple players not in his lineup that he probably should have in his lineup. Uh, he does have a tight end that's on a buy zone of starting lineup. Obviously, Zach Miller should be put in that spot, uh, which will happen, which will change the projection a little bit. But looking at it on paper, uh, unless – the Triple T's completely outperform what they're projected, which seems to happen every week to the Knuckle Push. Uh, the Knuckle Push should get back on track, get to 500, win this game without really sweating it too much. Uh, Boots, what are you thinking just looking at the numbers right now? Right now, I think Tim's terrific toes probably should put some players in the lineup they're actually playing this coming week. That's going to be my first That's advice. the number one. Yeah. Okay. That's going to help him out tremendously. Okay. But looking on the knuckle push side, I like matchups. I don't like matchups. Love that Larry Fitzgerald against San Francisco. Love it, love it, love it. BPS that all day long. 24, enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. Not so much that bell. Le'Veon you don't Bell. like the, the hot bell. take bell? You don't like the hot take bell, or do you don't like Le'Veon Bell against Dallas? Love hot takes. 
Love church bells. Do not love Le'Veon Bell against Dallas. Okay. That is uh, one thing that I'm looking at that makes me go, eh. Eh. You're right. Okay. Uh, Dean, what do you got? Closing comments. Well, what I'm saying is this Dick Knuckles push team is going to make me go, eh, na 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 because I'm looking forward to a win here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, yeah Love I that. like that. Uh, so, yeah, this is where we write the ship. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this knuckle push team. They're looking to get back. They're looking to see if they can uh, possibly get the get the ship right in. And you know what? They got a couple matchups coming up here, and maybe in a week or two, uh, all, you know, the next couple weeks that could result in some wins. And uh, at this point, um, you know, they hate to say it, they're frightened. Just to, you know, they got to get into the playoffs. That's the first. That is the first step. Get you into the playoffs, in. and then the, and then then anything can happen. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at this one. Even if the even if the toes pull off some of this uh, miracle magic that sometimes these teams tend to pull off against, uh, you know, this knuckle push team, um, you know, these toes are jammed up, and I don't see them winning this week. Okay, and that's uh, it's going to be an exciting week. Uh, Boots, we appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to have to wrap it up here. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, your wisdom. Uh, has filled up this studio like nobody else could ever uh, fill it up. Uh, so we appreciate you coming on. Hopefully we can get you back again. Had a terrific time. Love you guys. You're the best. Love this podcast thing. Love this is the first time I've ever been around it. I uh, enjoy delivering packages. Of course. Uh-huh. And I enjoy fantasy football. We get it. Yeah, 30 years running. Uh, BPS. That's Boots. Uh, Dean Tiki Barber. I'm Robert Trey Mason. Enjoy the fantasy weekend. It should be a good one. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully everything works out for everybody. We see a lot of wins. We see a lot of losses. Hopefully no ties. We will be back next week. Thank you. What can Brown do for you? Goodbye.